Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And we definitely have a doozy for you. (laughs) Back to the doozies. There's no better word to describe this case, I don't think. Outlandish. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, I just thought of that right here. Didn't even need to Google synonyms. (laughs) You know, I'm happy. I'm happy for you for that one. Because I've definitely spent, you know, several hours looking up synonyms for... Same. (laughs) And they just don't hit the same way. They don't. But maybe I'll stockpile on some outlandish and go from there. (laughs) Go back and forth between outlandish and doozy. Yeah. (laughs) Could be good. Well, Sydney and I have been talking up a storm before we even hit record so I don't really have anything to jump into or say before we dive into the case do you no I don't think so I think we got all our chitter chatter out prior <laughs> to I think so <laughs> I will uh let you take it away then cool on October 2nd 1967 Dion Terrace was born in Bolingbrook Illinois His parents were divorced shortly after his birth, and Dion seemed to have a typically normal life living back and forth between his divorced parents until 1993. Dion also had one brother, a half-brother, Scott, from the same father after his parents were divorced. Um, He grew up in the Illinois area, and in 1993... He had moved to Wisconsin. Obviously, Wisconsin is like, I'm trying to explain this without sounding like a doofus, but Illinois and Wisconsin are very close to one another, clearly. But he moved to Kenosha, Wisconsin in particular. So, Kenosha to like the Bolingbrook area is maybe like 45 minutes. So, like, you're really not too far away from your family. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Kenosha is like, super freaking close to the border of Illinois. Yes, like the Kenosha County itself is like the closest to the Illinois border. So like I'm in I don't want to give away where I am. These people don't want... <laughs> Yeah, uh, don't don't give away where you are. <laughs> but like there is some areas in the Kenosha County area that are like 2 to 3 minutes away from the border basically. It's very close after my tangent. Um, So in 1993. It's it's okay. I think it was needed because people like me who prior to ever visiting Wisconsin might not have known how how close Kenosha was to the Illinois border. Yes. And like that that move is really not like it's not a huge move. He's not moving cross country. It's like half hour, 45 minutes, if that. Yeah. It's like moving to like. Like, my dad lives 40 minutes away from where I live. And we're in the same state. So, like... (laughs) Very reasonable. Yes. So, Dion moved to Kenosha, Wisconsin. And this was really when his world started to kind of take spin upside down. Dion had made very few friends during his move to Kenosha. And it was actually quoted that he had said 
It's so boring. My phone doesn't ring. I don't know anybody. In March of 1993, he was terminated from his job at Motorola, where he had worked as a phone assembler. So things were definitely not going his way at all. And in July of 1993, Dion's 16-year-old girlfriend, Kimberly Stinkler, had broken up with him because she was scared of his possessive behaviors. He just, sorry, just to clarify, because I was kind of shook when I saw that she was 16. He was 25 at the time. Yeah, 25, 26. So, like, eh. (laughs) I do feel like, though, that because this is 1993 and like times are a little bit different like no it's still not probably the greatest but things were definitely different like right now I feel like if that was happening it would be like unheard of but I don't feel like that was necessarily unheard of in that time I understand and I definitely was like 15 16 with like a 19 year old boyfriend or 20 21 even but like I don't know. I felt like it was like a 10 year age gap and she being 16 was like weird to me, but you're right. Um, I mean, I won't go into the history of child brides like Elvis Presley, but um, (laughs) definitely probably a little more like people didn't look at it sideways. I guess it would, I guess I guess like for like right now like that's something like nowadays everyone would be like that is not okay like that's super fucked up and they would be like filing charges and like doing these things where I feel like in those days it was more like if your parents are okay with it then it's fine and that was it. Okay, fair. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Every time I complain about something, it's so funny because every time I complain about something, you'll like explain it from another point of view and I'll be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I'm here to explain things from how I, how I see it. it. We have two different views on these some of these items. <laughs> so she had left him because she was very scared of his possessive behaviors. He would say these terrible things to her. And he even said that he would kill himself if she had left him. These events from being terminated from his job and then his girlfriend breaking up with him led him to purchase an AR-15 assault rifle. He had thoughts about using it on his former boss that he had been terminated from and on his ex-girlfriend after the breakup, even following her to her job. On August 10th, 1993, Dion could take no more of his life that he was living and decided to get back at society and get whatever justice that he had felt he personally had deserved. He dressed himself in military apparel, grabbed his AR-15 and a 44 caliber revolver, and had driven to a local McDonald's in the Kenosha area. When he had arrived at the McDonald's, he was panicked and kind of disoriented. Um, He had locked his keys in his car and left the round of clips for the AR in the vehicle. So he had the revolver and the AR in his hand and just kind of abandoned this AR outside of the McDonald's because he didn't have the clip for it. He heads into the restaurant with just the revolver around 1.30 p.m. 
There's about 20 people inside of this restaurant, both customers and employees. And once inside, he yelled, I want everybody out of here. He then, out of nowhere, began shooting at the crowd of people, killing Sandra Kenica, 42, from a gunshot wound to the stomach, and Bruce Bojason, 50, from a gunshot wound to the head. He had also wounded Kirk Hauptsman, who was 18, from a bullet that had grazed his right forearm. After all of this, Dion took the revolver to his head and pulled the trigger, killing himself. When the police got to the scene, they searched Dion's car to find that there was a camcorder, which made me giggle a little bit because a camcorder. That was left. (laughs) Right. That was left in his vehicle. Um, They found a tape that was recorded the day prior to the shooting. This 40-minute tape basically summed up the explanation, summed up a little bit, I guess, where Dion's mindset was, and I guess some of the thoughts that might have been going through his head that led him to take his own life and to take others' lives. The tape contained his admiration for several serial killers, including Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Wayne Gacy. He had even referred to Dahmer, quote, I understand that son of a bitch so good. That's what I would have become because I can't control myself anymore. Wild. Also thought it was really not funny, but like a little tidbit is like not long before this was Dahmer actually like arrested and sentenced. So it was like pretty recent and Dahmer operated in the Milwaukee area, which isn't far from Kenosha. Yep, so that's very true, too. It's about, like, a half hour. Even, like, John Wayne Gacy, though, that's, like, the Chicago area. Yeah. Um, So that's, like, 45 minutes or so. So these are two people that are very close. Um, The video goes on to say that it's too late for help and that he had sought help when he was working at Motorola. And basically the individual that he had told this information to told him that he should go commit himself which he was not willing to do he didn't want to check himself into a mental institution um he linked his fascination with the murder to a sexual abuse from male relatives as a child and he said that he had longed for a different childhood um there wasn't a whole lot of information you know reading on Dion. uh this isn't like a huge case that's out there um so you don't get a whole lot of his backstory you know that his parents were divorced, but you don't know what's actually going on, like, in that home life. And it seemed like the life he lived with his mom wasn't the greatest, um, based on this video. I was gonna say, I also saw, the one little thing I did see is, for a while, he did live with his father after the divorce, until his dad, like, I think, like, 11 or something, his dad... Mm -hmm brother and stepmom all moved to Texas and he moved back in with his mom which I thought was interesting especially back then you didn't really see the father raising the son or a child in general when the mom was in the picture so also kind of gave me the impression that things weren't great with the mom yes and that was kind of like you know he didn't really have um from my understanding either like a relationship with his father you know that there was an article that had come out come out after um the shooting had taken place 
that his brother had said that he hadn't personally like his brother hadn't spoken with the dad in like the past five or five to ten years so maybe both parents then weren't the greatest situations yeah yeah he said that the only happy time in his life was during high school while he was high drunk or stoned and he said he started getting sick in high school and began ripping his toenails off with pliers which i literally am disgusted to read and say out loud and he actually so shows the nails and wore them on a string around his neck as he filmed this video I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. He also (laughs) said that he'd been talking to Abraham Lincoln and he'd even dug him up and put him in his bathtub, which I love Abraham Lincoln. I thought this was a great little tidbit. (laughs) He then talks repeatedly about taking his own life, ending with, quote, goodbye, everyone. I'm going to be tormented in hell for eternity. So, unfortunately for me, really wanting to go and see this video, you can only see, like, some pieces on YouTube. Peyton, did you watch any of it? I didn't, which is probably oh. why I didn't know anything about the toenails. I just, like, was reading summaries about it. Um, so, you can't... The toenail part isn't on, like, the... You can watch, like, a seven-minute clip on YouTube, and it's kind of like the end of the video. So it's kind of when he's like, he's just rambling like about nonsense. And then he's talking about like his fish being dead and how he's also going to die. And like, it's like the end of it, I'm assuming. Um, but he doesn't say anything about the serial killers or Abraham Lincoln. Cause I want that Abraham Lincoln <laughs> snip, but I've never seen that. Um, I'm just like, I really can't get over. He legitimately said, he dug up Abraham Lincoln and put his body in the bathtub. Yes. Like that, I, every article reports that. <laughs> yes. And um, it's just interesting. Yes, it's very interesting. And actually at the time, like, of the discovery of this tape in 93, it was actually played on a local radio station uncensored because of such the interest in this case. And, like, people wanted to know, like, what he said and what he was rambling about and what led him to do this. Um, Holy shit, I did not know that. Yes, and then so I was hoping today, I was when I was finishing up my research this morning, that I could find it, like, on, like, the WLIP, like, station somewhere, like, just... I mean, the 90s wasn't that long ago. This The internet was still around. Like, that it would, like, be there or I could get something from it. And I can't fucking find anything because I need more. Yeah, I'll have to dig and see if I can find it. Um, I did see something. One of the articles I found was, like, tape finally released by police. Because for a while, the police refused to, like, release the video footage to the public. Which is fair. Well, and even the, the stuff that's, like, on the t- the little portion on YouTube. So, I've been very fas- fascinated with this case for a while. I know I sent it to Peyton a few weeks ago because I just, like, remembered it existed a few weeks ago. There, There's a lot of stuff on Reddit. So, like, a lot of the footage and, like, pictures and stuff that you can find on is on Reddit. And I think that's where the YouTube video originally came from. And someone took it from Reddit and then put it on YouTube. 
Okay, that makes sense. I was going to say, because one of my articles is from the Chicago Tribune, and it covers, like, home video release or something like that, but there's no, obviously, clip or anything to the article or to the video footage. Um, I also found a lot of Reddit clips. I didn't, or, like, pieces of information. I didn't include any of that information in my research. Uh, but it was, I felt like it was interesting because most of the articles I could find or like websites of people talking about it mm-hmm. were on like Reddit or other types of like blogs like that. So I don't have like any research from directly from Reddit either. But except for the clip, I did find the clip on like from there. And I was like knee deep one night in these fucking Reddit posts, like to the point that I made a, an account and was responding to people like trying to get more information. Because, oh my god. <laughs> because people like there's one guy on Reddit who had posted um that he was like in the McDonald's when it had taken place and he was like thirteen or fourteen years old and like to this day like he doesn't sleep at night and like it still haunts him. And the lady who had gotten killed, um, let me read back and get her name because she deserves for her name to be said Sandra. Sandra um was like sitting right next to him or like near him and apparently he had moved so he like dodged the bullet and it hit Sandra and so it was one of those things that was like haunting him for the rest of his life which if it's actually true um I think it would fucking haunt me too like I could not even imagine that to even just be in that place literally Um, same this is actually so I am in Wisconsin this is like local to me to the point that like I actually went to this McDonald's like on Thursday I actually made it a point to go to this specific McDonald's there's different McDonald's I can go to in the area okay I just want to stress that out but I was like nope this is my case this week I have to do it all so I would go to this specific McDonald's and I wanted to like ask the dude in the drive-thru it's just like some teenage boy like hey did you know that people got killed here and I was like no sitting grow up it's like 12 30 there's like shit ton of cars behind you like don't ask this little ass kid to ruin his afternoon he already didn't want to deal with my shit but um <laughs> thank you I I'm going to thank you on behalf of that kid that you did not ask like, him what the fuck um yes it's still there it's still in the area uh, the McDonald's had actually opened up, like, within 24 hours of the shooting taking place. Um, it's still the same layout. So, I know, like, on Reddit, I don't know if you saw any of the pictures. There's a lot of pictures out there um, of the victims and of Dion after he had gotten shot. Um, those are legitimate photos of inside oh, wow. of that McDonald's. Like, as soon as you walk in there, there's, like, a side entrance that he went through. It's, like, at a weird location that it's set. Like, there's not... There's, like, not a front entrance to this McDonald's. It's only, like, a side door, which I feel like may be normal, but I feel like if you're looking at it, you would think it's, like, backwards. Um, and if you walk in, like, right to the right to the right is the bathrooms, and that's the place where all of these individuals got shot. And that is literally inside that McDonald's. Even there's a photo outside of the McDonald's, and you can see, like, the AR leaning against a trash can and that's exactly how it looks today it's just newer vehicles that are sitting outside the mcdonald's oh geez i'm trying to find these pictures now but 
I think you went to that McDonald's too. Remember when you came in November um, and we went down like to the downtown area to see like uh, where all the riots and stuff had taken place and I stepped in McDonald's prior to us going down there? Yes. That's the McDonald's. That's so wild. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I didn't... Okay. That's insane. You didn't look at the picture? Are you seeing the pictures? Is that what you're freaking out? No, I'm trying to find it. Um, in case anyone was wondering, I also just found a McMurder article that talks about it. Because McMurder apparently talks about all the crimes that have happened at McDonald's. McDonald's's. I think that was one of my, uh, <laughs> that was one of my, um, references, I think. So make- okay, well. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, fast food things, I feel like, that happen, like, either where there was just another case recently in Milwaukee where it was at a Burger King, and the, the people, like, had started a fucking, I can't think of words today, I'm sorry, people. They basically had planned like a robbery like two workers and then somebody else's like dad or something and then it ended up going wrong and like another person who didn't know that they were planning like a robbery got involved and like shot one of the girls and killed her like just at the burger king i'm like oh my god insane yeah it's like it all it was like the girl that got killed was in on this robbery but she didn't tell the other co-workers the co-workers like trying to save her and is shooting at the car, and she, like, got in the way, and he shot her and killed her. Oh, my God. But I feel like there's a decent amount of crimes that I'm sure at fucking McDonald's been around for a while. Okay, found the photos. That is 110%, like, swear to God, those are definitely accurate. I mean, they're MSNBC logos. On these crime scene photos, which are kind of fucked up. Well, and that's the thing with this case, too. So, like, um, this is one, I guess if you're from this area, you've probably heard of it. I looked and I didn't see any other podcasts that have ever covered it. Don't feel like it got as much exposure as I feel like it maybe should have for, like, like, as wild as it is, like, it's definitely a case of someone that has a lot of mental health issues and was going through a very hard time. And, you know, we we see the mass murders nowadays. Like, that's one of the big things that's on the news. Um, so I don't know. Like, I think that this might have gone, gotten bigger, like, when it had happened. But then yeah, nothing else was really ever came to be about it. Uh, one of the fun facts I found, too, is that um, a Motorola spokesperson came out, actually, according to one news article, and, like, denied claims that Dion was fired and stated that he left on his own accord. But then another article said he was fired because he basically had three consecutive no-call no-shows without any explanation, like, obviously. So, maybe, like, I don't. Maybe that was them assuming he was quitting. I have no idea. But I thought it was interesting either way that they, like, would publicly come out and deny it. Well, that's Especially with the video footage. Even before the footage was leaked, there's information from the footage 
that was being oh, yeah. shared with the public. So, like, it was very common knowledge in articles before the footage was leaked that he was talking about killing his former um, boss at Motorola. So, and like, <laughs> so in confusing. the tape, in the tape, like, in the YouTube chunk that you can see, like, on the internet, like, the seven minutes or whatever, he, like, talks about the boss and, like, does give reference to, I can't remember what the fuck his name was, but he, like, names him off. So, like... How can you deny it at that point? Unless he was, like, they're just trying to flip it and be like, he is just crazy. Like, he yeah. has, you know, mental health issues. Like, we terminated him, but in his head, like, it, he's saying that he got fired, X, Y, Z. But, you know, I think he definitely, I'm not, I don't want to say, like, I feel sorry for him necessarily because I don't feel like it's right for no matter what's going on with anyone to just go and kill a bunch of innocent individuals but you know one of the things the fact that one of his friends had said you know that quote about he didn't have any friends and like his phone never rings that did make me feel kind of bad and like I'm not saying at all that that should lead someone to do such a thing but that is usually what leads someone to do such a thing like not having anyone not having anyone to talk to he literally hit like an all-time low you lose your job you lose your girlfriend like yes so what i will say is i totally 100 percent understand what you're saying i think hot take anything like this where it's a mass shooting and mental illness is involved, which is, in my opinion, most of the time, it is preventable. And one thing that, like, I can understand why you're saying you felt sorry for him, because one thing that did really stand out was something that he had said in the video was basically, like, how he had tried to seek help at one point, um, but he's past that, and he's past ever getting help. And... Mm -hmm. I he also made a comment I think uh he would be happy hold on where is it in my notes he made like he talked about taking his own life and how he intended to kill himself and end the torment torment which would make him very happy and so like that is what makes me feel sad to know that there are people out there that feel that way and that they don't get help and I know, newsflash, 1993 was a long time ago in some aspects. <laughs> I'm saying that because as someone who was, was like, born in 1993, <laughs> with a <laughs> 30 years old knocking around the corner here. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like 30 years. And in the 30 years, obviously, medical advancement has come a long way and like mental health is unfortunately still something that people struggle to understand that it's okay to get help. So it does make me sad when you hear cases like this. And like we covered the shooting in um, the synagogue in Metro Detroit and the guy had mental health issues. And I think that's like my biggest takeaway when something like this happens is that if you could have just gotten help Mm -hmm. or if, And I understand that some people, a big part about getting help is wanting to help yourself. 
unfortunately. And as someone who understands mental health issues with a family with mental health issues and myself has struggled with those issues, you don't get better unless you want to help yourself get better. And so it was kind of like a there's like two sides, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I feel bad. He Absolutely. Didn't get the help he needed, but it kind of seems like he stayed where he was at, reveled in the pain and then wanted to cause other people pain before he ended his own life. Absolutely. Like he could have gotten, I mean, he even flat out said, like he tried to get the help. Like he went to the doctor or whatever that they had at Motorola. Yeah. But the person basically said that, you know, you need to commit yourself. And he wasn't willing to help himself at that point. And do that yep so if he would have did that I mean it would have been completely I mean it might have been a very different outcome people might not have died he still might be a little crazy or have a little a lot going on in his head but that doesn't mean people would have died because of it exactly so yeah I think I understand what you're saying and in some aspect like I do feel sorry for him I feel more sorry that it could have been preventable and and people lost their lives because of it. I will say we are pretty fortunate that this is, those are only two people who lost their lives. I mean, a lot of lives were ruined for those who witnessed it and you know what I mean? Or their lives were shattered who were witnesses or in the McDonald's. But I mean, it could have been a lot worse if he didn't fuck up and brought in that AR-15. Yes, and that's very true, you know, and that's, that to me was another, like, I guess, I don't want to say, like, a red flag, but, like, the fact that, like, he got so disoriented and, like, panicked when he actually arrived there, and it was, like, he didn't know where he was, he didn't know what was going on, like, he didn't know what his next steps were, um, that could have been something, too, where, like, he just passed out outside or something and could have almost stopped it. Yeah. And when I was, like, reading it, like, I had already known the outcome, but when I was reading it, the way that it was put in the article, and then I had read, um, there was, like, a little, like, a short passage in, like, a book about other, you know, mass murders, um, it kind of made it sound like that's what was going to happen, like, that he was going to, he was so disoriented, he didn't know where he was, he didn't know what was going on, like, that he was just going to have, like, a breakdown in the parking lot, and that, you know, the ambulance is going to come, and just pick him up and commit him at that point but unfortunately that wasn't what took place yep but definitely an interesting case this has been one that i've wanted to cover since (laughs) um we started this especially because it's local and it's one that i feel like is just didn't get or at least the coverage that i hear um for the strange abraham lincoln quote that was included Yes. So for those of you who obviously are not aware, uh, (laughs) a few weeks ago, Sydney was nonstop sharing articles with me about this case because she went on like a rabbit hole obsessing over the facts. And so then I knew it would be only a matter of time before we covered it. But that was like the biggest thing that she told me was like, oh, my God. And there was this video and the guy said he dug up Abraham Lincoln. And, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> crazy to me because there are so many people out there, as someone who reads too much about Abraham Lincoln, this is actually like not the first person that has said that they've dug up Abraham Lincoln, which I think is wild. Um, 
for you people. Out of I all know, the presidents, why do people obsess over Abraham Lincoln the most? Abraham Lincoln is in Springfield in a fucking grave with nine feet of concrete on top of him. None of you motherfuckers are digging up Abraham Lincoln, okay? I Wait, just want to let you really? know right now. Yes. They poured Is it concrete. because so many people were threatening to dig up his grave? Like, I don't know. They, yes. So somebody actually supposedly did take his body in, like, the... I don't know. He died in 1865. So in, like, 1890 or something, like, somebody supposedly... Or there was, like, people that were trying to steal his body. So then... There was a period of time where they had him at, like, this other location because they were building, like, this bigger monument where he is today. Um, and when they moved him to this bigger monument, they were scared. They didn't want anyone else to try and take his body. And I don't know what year this happened, but there was three or four guys that were very close to Abraham Lincoln that actually opened up the casket to make sure that Abraham Lincoln was the body that was in there. And it was, like, 10 or 20 or something. It was, like, X amount of years later. And they said that they could still tell that it was Abraham Lincoln. And, like, that he was identifiable, like, X amount of years later. So then they put him in the new place that he is now and poured concrete on top of the casket so no one could take him. Like, no one could take him. Jesus Christ. So he is probably, like, sunken in. And, like, because that would just go into the casket, like... Ugh. I don't want to think about that. Um. Okay, so that makes sense then, because <laughs> I was going to say it's either that people were really trying to, like, threaten robbing the grave of Abraham Lincoln, or <laughs> people even back then believed he could have been a vampire. <laughs> or vampire slayer, is, but... <laughs> He is a vampire, okay? But yes, people definitely, for a long time, were saying, like, that they were trying to take him and they dug him up. That's wild. XYZ. But that oh, was yeah. like anyone who makes claims after any time in like the 1900s. The 1900s that... is full of shit. And later, <laughs> they're liars. <laughs> but I think the fact that like he said it in 1993 to me in my head, as someone that's super interested and like knows that, is like that's wild because why would you know like that people, other people like tried to, why the fuck would you want to dig up a Abraham Lincoln, I guess. What? <laughs> like, what? Well, that is video. Apparently, he also talks about hearing voices. So <laughs> maybe he was hallucinating because it was not Abraham Lincoln's body in his tub. There was no body when they there searched was his apartment. <laughs> nobody in the tub. <laughs> but. Well, I don't have any other fun facts to add. I kind of sprinkled them in there. Uh, one thing, actually, I lied. One thing I just wanted a little tidbit. One person who knew him when I, like, found an article talking about it, and they described him, you know, as you mentioned, loner, a drug dealer, and a Satan worshiper. So I just put that as my fun facts because, you know, I love anything to do with Satan worship and the satanic panic. <laughs> I like and it. we all and we all know that well if you don't know you should know that satanism has nothing to do with killing people so interesting very interesting well do you have some jokes and facts for me or what i do 
Okay, hit me with a fact first, I think. Tortillas have been around for thousands of years. Mayan legend says that the first tortilla was a gift. And the story says that a peasant invented the corn tortilla for his hungry king as a present over 12,000 years ago. Wow, that is a good history lesson on tortillas. Fancy schmancy. Yeah. That was a good fact. I like that one. I personally did enjoy that one myself, too. All right. And joke. Okay. What do you call tortilla chips with guns? What? Loaded nachos. (laughs) Oh, my God. This might be one of my favorites. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know how you would uh, feel about that one. I was like, this might, she might think this one's too cheesy. No, that's, it's good. I like that one. I Yeah, I like that. I was not expecting that joke. I'm a fan. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, nope. P- party people, I'm, we got it. We got another uh, birthday this week. Um, Peyton's birthday is on Monday, so this episode's coming out on Tuesday. So everyone, make sure that on Tuesday you wish Peyton a happy belated B day. Thanks. As I pointed out, I'm getting old. So <laughs> born in '93. <laughs> yeah, the last year of my twenties. Fun and exciting. <laughs> Just only can go up from here. That's what they say, right? I heard your 30s are better, so we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if anything can be better than this. <laughs> yeah, like you said, there's only way to go up from here. So, <laughs> um, Before we go, though, I would also like to tell you where you can find us, because I seem to be forgetting that sometimes. Oh yeah, you have to you have to find us so that way you can harass Peyton and wish her a happy birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you can find us on Facebook and Tacos and Tequila Podcast on Instagram and just Tacos and Tequila. Uh, we also have a website, Tacos and Tequila Podcast. Dot com. It gives you links to all our episodes on Spotify, as well as all our sources there, and some cute pictures of us as kids. Yes. Um, if you're li- listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you should also leave a rating and or review. It just takes a minute and helps us get noticed, and it just means a lot to us to see what you guys think and why you're listening. Yes, we love to hear it. And we love to see it because, as it said, it helps us get noticed. So, thank you in advance. Yes. Well, I think that's it. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to rattle on about. All right. Well, I guess we will talk to you all next week then. Bye. Bye.
Muhahahaha.